Hi there, Kath. Hey, Nora. I have uh, the first story, which is a look at a company called Zooks, Z-O-O-X. Gadzooks! which makes autonomous vehicles, and it is not coincidentally owned by Amazon. They bought it up a little while ago. And they had a sort of first look at, at what Zooks is like. And it's kind of an interesting model. It looks like those train compartments in trains, you know, for four people, basically, the little train compartment, but kind of crossed with the old iMac 3G that was in the, or G3 that was in the dual tones. It's kind of like that. It's like a pod, sort of. And it doesn't really yeah. have a clear front or a back because it can travel both ways. The idea of Zooks, their, their bigger picture idea is to have a kind of shuttle or driverless taxi type of service. So they're not really so interested in selling Kathy Bond, a Zooks mobile, but rather in providing this automated uh, taxi service. So I thought it was interesting for a couple of reasons. One is that just Amazon and everything that it is getting its fingers into, including we all know they've bought Whole Foods, they've done all these kinds of things. I saw an incredible stat recently that Amazon hired 400,000 employees between January and October, probably largely in response to everyone's shifting uh, purchase patterns in wake of uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So one thing is what Amazon is doing and interesting that Amazon has bought this. But the other thing I think is this idea of like autonomous vehicles as kind of shuttles, because Toyota also introduced a not dissimilar looking driverless shuttle. And I'm wondering what is leading to that shift. As you probably know, there was all this hype about autonomous vehicles. And then there started to be all these problems. And it's turned out to be a much more difficult problem from a machine learning perspective than they thought including resulting in um, at least one fatality. Ooh. But now the Zooks people are talking about how now there's renewed progress. And at CES this year, there was a whole lot of talk about uh, LIDAR, which is this light detection and ranging technology. So that works with the cameras that these autonomous vehicles will be kitted out with to try and give a more accurate kind of read of what's going on on the streets. So it's kind of interesting as to whether there's a renewed sense of like activity and optimism in autonomous vehicles. Back about 12 years ago, we were talking about something similar to this, similar in terms of style. And it was the same thing. Only the idea was is that they were suspended on monorails and that they would zip around the city to different people's places and pick them up that way. And it was exa- they were about almost exactly the same size. But now with this thing, what's interesting about it is, is if you imagine like a minivan, a very, very large minivan with rotational wheels, because the thing I thought that was really cool was how it was the, um, the axles and how the wheel base shifted so the thing could move out it could get in and out of unbelievably tight spots certainly better than i can in my honda that's not really any great shakes but (laughs) 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 i i I did a little bit of looking at this though you know today before we got together and there's a lot of talk about autonomous but a lot of people are saying that AI in autonomous vehicles needs something called, I think it needs to be at least level five in terms of intelligence. And that would be about what we would be at, you know, when we're sober, when we're driving and, mm-hmm. and, and what we would observe. And right now, machines are only at about level two. 
So I know I was reading an article that said, you know, Mr. Musk, you know, <laughs> you're not going to have an autonomous car out anytime soon because they're simply not safe. Yeah, I mean, the machine learning problem of that is that obviously driving is potentially a very chaotic situation where surprising things, I mean, usually things are very predictable, but every once in a while, something totally unpredictable happens. And the idea of programming that into machine learning, like this came up when I was interviewing Brian Christian about his book, The Alignment Problem, is that the case of one person dying in testing was because the woman was crossing the street walking a bicycle. So this is something Ah. that humans who understand context, I mean, do we react in time or do we not react in time is a different question, but at least we understand what's going on there, right? Yeah. But from a machine learning point of view, it's like, okay, you've taught it how to recognize pedestrians, you've taught it how to recognize other cars, you've taught it how to recognize cyclists, but not somebody crossing the street with a bicycle, which suddenly doesn't look like a human being because it's got all these wheels attached to it or whatever right so so for sure it's a huge problem yeah no i think they've got a ways to go on it next but the fact that amazon has already jumped down on that it just makes me sick i'm probably going to get a call from jeff i hope jeff does call me (laughs) that would be jeff bezos hi could i speak to kathy bond please this is jeff bezos i hate you i won't buy your things (laughs) you're trying but you know they've actually now they're selling houses out of that site now, they're not actually proper houses, and, and I'm going to do some more investigating into this and bring it up in another Sniffer podcast, but they've got these little pods because, yeah, they're smart, and it's like you build these pods and you put them out in your backyard. It seems like it would be a much better thing for the southern climate than up here, but now that everybody's stuck at home because of COVID and if these variations keep mutating we might be in for this for a while it's like okay i can't stand looking at you anymore go out in the pod (laughs) and the pods are nice they're very modernist you know i didn't see any Mm. toilet in it but maybe you just go around the back oh the outhouse could make a return and then amazon can sell outhouses I wonder I wonder how much an Amazon outhouse would cost. <laughs> and what if it would have a composting toilet? <laughs> Deliver but, the next day, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I've been ranting too much about Amazon lately. I liked it. I think it is the future. Um, but I think they have a ways to go with AI. Because mm. there's a lot of things the human mind does that computers don't do yet. Yes, and now, what would I be watching if I was out in my pod? Hmm, I would be watching Netflix, because that's what my story is all about. It's actually more Mm -hmm. of a wool gathering or just sort of a, a conversation about something I noticed, and I wonder if other people have as well. It seems that Netflix, if you, I watch a lot of it, and I imagine a fair number of other people also can't afford to you know stream like disney hulu if we could get it you know a prime you know whatever blah 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 (laughs) on netflix i was watching mank which is a david fincher movie and i thought golly gee stylistically this looks a lot like hollywood which is or ratchet which is uh which are both ryan murphy vehicles that Mm -hmm. are on Netflix. And then I looked at all the people who were in it. And a lot of the same people who are in it are on other Netflix shows. 
so then I started, then I started, you know, doing some cross-checking, and I, I just started wondering if they're trying to rebuild the old studio system, but only for the 21st century. You know, it was like back in the old days, you know, at MGM. Oh, look, there's Mickey Rooney. There's Judy Garland. <laughs> you know, there's Howard Keel. There's June Grayson. There's blah, 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 blah. A million other people you folks won't even have heard of before. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think that's just wingy? Well, I mean, they're obviously getting super seriously into commissioning original content, which obviously they've been doing for a while. But they they announced on Twitter, but then Variety had a story about how they were actually releasing a new property or whatever every week in 2021 and like really high profile people are involved like Amy Adams, Dwayne Johnson, Lin-Manuel Miranda, like the the lineup of talent that they have involved with this. So they're obviously getting super seriously into creating original content or commissioning it at least. But the other thing that I thought about as a potential model is the last glory days of the TV networks, like in the 1970s. Like, it's interesting how they're partnering with some really high profile creators like Shonda Rhimes and Ryan Murphy. What I was thinking is like, if you think about it by analogy as being like MTN Enterprise, MTM Enterprises or Norman Lear, like these sort of super powerful creators that create a lot of content and a lot of, you know what I mean? Yeah. As a potential model. I mean, and obviously part of it is like the backdrop of the streaming wars, because as you say, you know, the number of people who are going to have the money or the time to watch multiple services of these, like a lot of these companies are getting into it. Amazon Prime has Fleabag and Transparent. Disney has The Mandalorian, obviously. But Netflix is, I mean, the lineup of things that they have that are increasingly becoming that must-see TV type of thing, like Bridgerton and Queen's Gambit, Stranger Things, The Crown, like all stuff that people are talking about a lot. What I really like about what's happening with Netflix is, is it's generating water cooler conversation about TV while you're watching it in a different mm-hmm. way. Like, you know, if you were watching, oh, I don't know, like, you know, I'm just going to hang out on my age tag here. You know, if it was like everybody would get together to watch like the last season of the Mary Tyler Moore show or something like that. It was an event. And mm-hmm. now I find myself when I'm talking to my brother and we're both watching The Crown and they're screaming in the background and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's just it's a shared experience. And like, how can you do that? And I'm like, yes, but she's the queen. She's all about duty. No, but I like the fact that they're making programs that are generating conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another director who they've got in there, too, is Ron Howard, that hillbilly elegy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Which that? Apparently is not, no, apparently it's not very good. I, but I think mm, that no. there's a lot of the ways that it's not very good are also like there was a lot of criticism of the book as well. Yeah. But yeah. I, haven't, I haven't read the book or seen the thing, so I'm talking out of my ass basically but anyway well that's good I do that all the time my ass is probably (laughs) (laughs) it talks better than my mouth does but yeah but you're right that you know I would complain all the time that because there's so much content that conversations about what you're watching had become really boring where it's like so what are you watching and then the person rhymes off five or six things that you've never heard of tells you five or six things that you're not going to remember. And then they ask you and you say the same thing back. But there's a sort of, it is an older model of, oh, everybody's talking about the Queen's Gambit. I guess I better check it out. And then you can talk to your friends about it and so forth. I love that show. Except for one thing. Librium 
does not do that. As a young girl who had a lot of Librium pushed on her uh-huh. <laughs> because she was over hyperactive, et cetera, et cetera, Lib- it just puts you to sleep. It do- you don't get to move chess pieces around in your mind <laughs> on top of the ceiling. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what they were being given? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I saw that because that was the one thing that put me off at first. I thought, what are those pills? What are those pills? What, you know, it was almost like a Matrix kind of pill. Librium, fuck that noise. That's, Librium doesn't do that. That's like a weak version of Valium. Just to give you right. other people. Right. Just an I, early. Was, I think it was Ivor Tossel, somebody I follow on Twitter, who was obviously watching the Queen's Gambit, made this point of like, that's a really specific high that it doesn't matter how much or how little you take. It just allows you to play chess on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'd also like to know how she could take all that Librium and drink all that booze and still play chess. Because I right, do know right, something right. about mixing pills and booze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the recipe for clarity no, no, of thought. <laughs> it's, no, it's a, it's a recipe for... <laughs> well, I guess that's all it, right, eh? Kath. Okay, Nora. Till the next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. And stay safe.